3: tell you where we are currently. Trump and Putin have met for about two hours. It was supposed to be 90 minutes. It went long.
4: Um, tell you what, if that was a first date, I'd say, you know, there's good sparks. sparks. Yep. Good sign. Yeah.
3: Um. Oh, my God. It's nine o'clock already? Time flies when
4: I'm with you. Let's have sex. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, folks, <laughs> subtlety <laughs> is such a gift, isn't it? And some people have it, some don't.
3: <laughs> um. And so they were supposed to have a press conference together about 15 minutes ago, and uh, it hasn't happened yet because it ran long. Now they've gone in to sit down to lunch. Trump is uh, having a a hard-boiled steak, and and Putin's eating a bowlful of nails.
4: And uh, (laughs) after lunch, they're supposed to have a press conference, which we'll take live. They're arguing over the press conference right now. So then we go talk to the press. Then we go kill the press. No, no, no. no, no, We talk to them. We answer their questions. Then we kill them. (laughs) Oh, no. no, Listen, (laughs) let's grab some lunch. We'll talk this out. Trump's uh,
3: Trump's is eating his hard-boiled steak and his 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 Pepsi Cola and French fries. <laughs> oh boy! Putin's got a bowl of nails, and then he's popping little baby seal hearts into his mouth like uh,
4: little mints. Exactly, baby Freshly seal hearts. Freshly
3: beaten baby seals.
4: Wow. Wow. Putin's Good a bad guy. You can't handle it. Good morning, everybody. You know, it's funny. I was, uh, I'm looking at this opinion piece in the Washington Post and everybody, God, the, the chattering classes, the talking heads, the experts from various administrations past are, are just pronouncing everything Trump's doing wrong and how he's screwing it all up and going to be ineffective and stuff like that. I just. I, there's a market for it. I get why they trot these people out to say it, but nobody knows. Well, right. I would Pretty good
3: interview on uh, NPR this morning, as I heard him interviewing some Democratic senator who is going on and on about how Trump's going to screw this up and the uh, worst thing that ever happened this and that. And, oh, I heard that guy, Drony
4: McDronerson.
3: And he said, Trump's declaring this a victory. Before the summits even happen. And the the, the to his credit, on NPR announcers said, aren't you declaring it a defeat before it's even happened? Right. Which is a pretty good point. Yeah, you don't know how this is
4: going to go. How about we evaluate it after it happens? Right. Well, like the North Korean thing. The, the drone tr- said that was a disaster. Well, you don't know it's a disaster. Things are a little rocky, yeah, with the North Koreans, but it's not over yet. Anyway, the headline is Trump can't beat Putin at his own game. And I just, I hope... We don't have the third guy in a row who thinks he can charm or, or beguile or, or fool or outfox Putin. I think if you go into it with a certain amount of humility, saying there's nothing I can do to change this guy, all he understands is brute force, I think that is wisdom. W's I've looked into
3: his soul was is laughable in retrospect. It really is pathetic. And Obama sent in, sending Hillary over with the reset button is also laughable. Extremely laughable since there was a prop involved. Sickening. It was prop comedy. Well, um, and
4: then the uh, tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility over after the election. Like, listen, we're, we're, we're doing business here. We're both on the same side. We understand each other. And, uh, and Putin's laughing at him the whole time. You so, just have to understand that. Have the humility to know you can't, you can't outfox
3: him. So there, there are other things we we'll, we can talk about throughout the morning. I want to get into Elon Musk
4: calling one of the guys involved in rescuing those kids a pedo. Listen, you get into a t- Twitter beef. To me, that's 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 the go-to. You disagree with somebody on Twitter over you something? Immediately call them. Call a them a pedophile. Wow. <laughs> Start to hint broadly that they're a, a child toucher. Jeez. I tell you what, it changes the tone of the argument. There, it gets them on their heels. Huh? Huh? Some of you people, I think you're wrong about Putin. Yeah, I think you're a pedophile. <laughs> oh, jeez. There you go. Let's. I'm going to check the Twitter right now. <laughs> Elon- you guys are being awfully harsh on Trump this morning. Yeah, well, you're being har- harsh on not touching children. That came out wrong. <laughs> but um, you see my point? Elon Musk has since
3: deleted his tweets about that, but maybe we'll talk about that later. Uh, Has he? So we're we're now seeing on the cable news the two podiums that Trump and Putin will come out to, so we're getting closer to the press conference. It still could be a half hour away. Here's one angle of the indictment I'm not even close to smart enough to understand. Uh, I'm not even knowledgeable enough to be dangerous, as they say, but I sure think it's interesting. I think even if you explained it to me, I wouldn't understand it. But so apparently the Russians messed with the whole cryptocurrency world, Bitcoin and that sort of stuff, Mm. were able to drive up the value in a way that created money for themselves. They minted their own money and paid for these operations with the money that they made. So they they, they minted their own finances for messing with our elections to Mm -hmm. make it less traceable, which we figured
4: out somehow. How amazing is that? Now, that is some... That's some clever stuff. This is back to the humility thing. And oddly enough, I tried to teach uh, my kids this in terms of those who would victimize them, sexually or otherwise. This is a more serious uh, child molester note, obviously. Recognize how good these people are at what they do. Putin's great. He might be the greatest in, in the modern era at running a dictatorship, a kleptocracy. He's brilliant at it. Yeah, that that cornering the Bitcoin, or not cornering it, but manipulating the market to drive up the value, cashing out, et cetera They made their own cash machine. Uh, that was just so good. And, and the one thing Putin depends on, and this is getting back to what I would do if, you know, if I was in the closed room with him. The one thing he need, absolutely needs is hard currency to keep bribing his supporters and to run his oligarchy. And if, if, if I'm Trump, I get in there and say, listen, if we get a sniff of any more of the cyber stuff, we are going to flood Europe with cheap natural gas. We'll take a ginormous loss. You're familiar with our economy. We got a lot of money. We will put so much cheap natural gas in Europe. We'll, every, ship, every ship down to a 12-foot bass boat we have, we will fill with natural gas and we will flood Europe with it. We will crush the price of oil and gas. For the next ten years, yeah, I think Putin would say, "I'll
3: bet you don't." <clears throat> well, then you do it. You gotta, you gotta back up your threat. Um, it, so, if you're, how do you play this press conference? I'm thinking of uh, <clears throat> fun things Putin could do on this press conference. Here's one I think you do put Trump in a really awkward position. You say, as the uh, somebody's going to bring up the, the Russia meddling. Obviously, that's going to be the
4: topic. I think, don't you think? Yeah, from the media. Oh yeah. Uh, unless they're executed, you know, halfway through their sentence.
3: Um if I'm Putin I say something as as the president has said many times it is a witch hunt. That sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yep. You just go with what the president has been saying about it being a witch hunt and put Donald Trump in the position of either saying yeah it is a witch hunt or saying no it's not. That's what I'd do if I'm Putin.
4: Right. Well, cuz Trump has done an incredibly poor job either he can't or he won't differentiate between the Trump portion of the investigation and the just Russia. Portion of the investigation. Yeah, that'd be a great strategy by Putin, and he's probably thought of it. I think. In fact, I think they put out a statement to that effect over the weekend. Some of his foreign ministry people actually yeah.
3: quoted Trump. And here's another one looking long term. I don't know why I was trying to think like Putin over the weekend, but long term. For, for, the, for the next election, do you continue to try to help the Republicans since it was more about helping Trump and hurting Hillary? Not because he preferred one or the other. It just was, you know, one was clearly going to win.
4: Right. So um, he wanted to undermine Hillary. Yeah.
3: But do you continue to try to help the Republicans so it's always that, you know, or do you mix it up? Do you do you attack the Republicans
4: hard and help the Democrats this time? Yeah, I think, yeah, you, you probably keep your eye on how it's developing and just try to sow seeds of doubt well, everywhere. I, th- I think I stick with the Republicans. Hmm. Let, let me just think about because that. I
3: think that drives a better wedge. If you flip teams, I think there's a chance we come together and say, oh, we get it now you're just trying to screw with America. And you wouldn't so, have the Republicans and Democrats at each other. So try to actually paint the Republicans as the party of Russia. Yeah.
4: Keep going that direction. Wow. I don't know. I'm sure he's thought about it. I'd have to think that through. That's an interesting idea. I mean, particularly given conservatism's anti-Russia, anti-Soviet stance for these many decades.
3: Still awaiting the press conference. God, I got Save
4: s- the world, I got by the way.
3: Stories I want to get to. I got the most amazing murder mystery that turned into a suicide that I've ever read about mm-hmm. uh, that was just solved recently. Um, I can give you the highlights. Uh, uh, later, I can get into the details. Found an old guy dead in a field. He murdered a uh, walk into a Starbucks from his little retirement community. Great guy everybody loved. Mm-hmm. Found with a bullet hole in him. They couldn't figure out, you know, money, watch, nothing. What? What happened? They investigated it for for a long time. Is a murder, horrifying funeral. This outpouring of love, everything. They finally figured it out, and I'll talk about later how they figured it out. It's actually kind of scary how they figured it out. He had attached a gun to a helium balloon, shot himself, and then when he fell over dead, the balloon took the the gun up in the air What's and sailed up? out and took off into the ocean and probably landed in the ocean somewhere. What the hell? Yeah. So he had it moored to the... And obviously, like, he was holding it? Yeah, apparently he was holding the gun on himself oh, like, while so it's attached it would, to an T-Wing right, balloon. Right. As soon as he
4: shot himself, obviously he'd let so go of the gun. So he was gun. totally in control of everything until yeah. the moment he was shot and then... Up it goes. Yeah. They figured that out. Why? The way they figured it out is a little scary. Was he just get. a pain in the ass or what? Why Why wouldn't he leave a note, say, listen, I'm off myself, I'm tired of life, blah, 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 God bless my grandchildren.
3: Well, as they went into his Google history searches, which apparently the cops might do after you die. Oh, you're not going to Elon Musk the guy, are you? Um, No. He uh, he had been searching on uh, collecting insurance, suicide, all oh, different sort of stuff. I, so I he see. Was, Trying to help out the family.
4: Maybe. Well, trying to defraud an insurance company. <laughs> Listen to me, going soft on crime here. Just a clever it's an idea, oldster. though, huh? It's he, clever pulled as it he pulled it off for a long time. Well, I
3: can't
5: wait to hear, you know, how they figured that out. Mm-hmm. It's like the modern version of the the old riddle. There's a guy in a there's a puddle in the middle of the room yeah. and he's hanging. out. How do you do it? Well, it was ice and a melt. This
3: is like yeah, a modern a, version a of, of that. Good
5: one. Yeah. That's,
2: that's a pretty good one.
5: That's an old one. They'd figure
3: that out The old ice trick (laughs) Putin and Trump uh, At some point are going to come out and take questions Putin will start uh, assassinating the journalists (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show
4: Armstrong
6: and Getty
4: The conscience of the of the nation The Armstrong and Getty Show
3: So, uh, France won the soccer thing, I guess. That's just, it's not my sport, so.
5: Shout out to our Revolutionary War allies. Thanks for the boats.
4: There you go. Well, Lafayette, never forget. So, uh, listen, glad you're here. I see the press is filling up half of the hall there, where they're going to give the press conference. The, uh, the completely empty section, probably reserved for Russian journalists, uh, apparently they did not hear. They did not come today, um... Or they're getting a preemptive beating or something like that behind the scenes. So Putin and Trump, live press conference. We'll take it uh, whenever
3: it happens. Um, so France won the World Cup. Why were we mad at France for a while? Why were we calling them Freedom
4: Fries instead of French Fries? Oh, and, because they wouldn't uh, join us in Iraq, as I recall. Or criticized it or something? I don't remember. I don't It'll remember. so silly. I don't now. even remember why we were mad. Yeah, I think they uh, they voted against invading Iraq. or mm. Was that it? Freedom Fries. As far as I'm concerned. All right. That was
3: the dumb that was the dumbest thing that ever happened in US history. <laughs> huh. A lot of folks
4: really got into that, Jack. Careful. You don't want to hurt I feelings. Think, I
3: think I got into it. That doesn't mean it wasn't dumb.
5: <laughs> Freedom toast? Right, yeah. As a sign of solidarity or respect with their athletic achievements, I am now rocking the French tuck look that yeah. has uh, been rocking a lot of the fashion.
3: Is trends.
4: that the half-tucked-in yep. thing? Yep. Oh, is that what the, it's you called? Shirt, you
3: oh. tuck in your shirt just in the front and leave the back hanging out. That's called the French tuck? Yeah, yeah. And oh. why is that supposed to be a step forward?
5: Uh, it's so those who pay attention to these sort of things, it, it helps the shirt look fitted. It helps you remain casual while not looking like a slob. Yes. It's, I is, like is, that. Is what That's does, what yeah. I'm going for. So now is it, I've seen half of the front tucked
4: in. Is that kind of a subcategory or the, the French tuck is fr- front, a
5: whole, the yeah, whole, the, front? The, the full half front. And That's what I ought to go it with. It seems to be, mainly it seems to be a way to kind of show off that you're wearing a belt. And yeah. if you have a belt and your belt matches And because things, you got a they're... flat belly and you're a sexy man, what,
4: yeah. people want some to see people, your jeans. Some people hands. call it the shirt mullet. That's uh, unfortunate. Well,
3: you get it, right? <laughs> Business in the front,
4: party in the back. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that does, it's unfortunate. So, uh, this is amazing. In 2004, do you remember 2004? Good times. Speaking of Iraq, we were about a year into that fabulous project that went very well. If you're too young to remember, there were 9000 blockbuster stores in 2004. Yeah. 9000 plus blockbuster stores. Oh, that's right. That's 14 years ago. Time flies. And uh, in 1989, Blockbuster opened a new store every 17 hours. Wow.
1: Yeah.
3: 1989. Yeah. It's amazing. That's there are, shortly after I had a girlfriend working in a Blockbuster, which was the oh, greatest in college. You got to hook up. The greatest in college. Never mind hooking up. You got to hook up. We didn't even have a VCR, but she, because they rented them out, she right. could bring the VCR to the house when she closed down at midnight. She'd Hell bring the yeah. VCR
4: in the movies. Got a little Eddie Murphy movie gone. A little oh, that's uh, awesome. Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> um. So anyway, there were 9,000 Blockbuster stores. There is now, there are now... There be presently one. one We're down to one. The two in Alaska closed. Okay. Final Blockbuster store, Bend, Oregon. Wow. Beautiful Bend where my son lives now. Why Bend, Oregon? Uh hipster. Okay. Hipster
3: fun, funky. So it's it's an it's an attempt to be retro nostal- retro nostalgic? I don't know. Cuz nobody needs to do it that way. I mean, of course Redbox is very popular, so right. it's just you're going to a Blockbuster instead of Redbox. And right. Blockbuster has a hell of a lot better selection or
4: had than Redbox. Well, and they make the case that there's a charm to it that people seem to like. And I like Block. I wish there were <clears throat> a Blockbuster close to me, I do. I would go to it instead of Redbox any time. They gave the example of when Gene Wilder passed away in twenty sixteen. People took to Netflix and other streaming services to watch all his great films, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Willy Wonka, et cetera, et cetera. But they weren't on there. So customers flooded the store and asked whether they had the titles in stock. And, of course, they had them. Stacks of them. Um, We haven't had a customer in weeks. (laughs) And people like to come and wander the aisles and do what they used to do and pick out a movie together. Yeah. No, I would go to a Blockbuster. My kids would love Blockbuster.
5: Yeah. That was an adventure. There's just this sure. hall of movies. It was like a museum when I was a child. It was it was awesome. You know, it's funny. I I read this and
4: it's charming and I love Bend. I just love the vibe of it. And um, and I'm thinking, yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense there's still that one open. And and people do enjoy Blockbuster and I'm going to open a franchise. Joe Joe and his wife have just opened up a new blockbuster. Wait a second. They've gone from 9,000 to 1. So as charming as it sounds in this beautifully written article by one Alex Horton, it ain't that great an
5: idea, clearly. So my favorite. How about that stat that I heard of the uh, the blockbuster saga? Is in two thousand, blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix for fifty million dollars. Oh, now Netflix is worth one hundred and seventy two billion, and I don't know how much that one store is making. <laughs> Maybe they're <laughs> but but it's probably wow. not one hundred and seventy two billion. Wow! Whoever made that decision uh, thinks about it now and then. Oh boy! Oh boy! Nah, not this internet. People want to rewind. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Why would you pick
4: a movie sitting there on your couch when you could drive to a store and pick out a movie? That's idiocy. Do you ever do the Red Box? I think I did it once.
3: Yeah, we we get kids' movies from there. My kids really like Red Box. They I like the, see that. They like the way the movie shoots out of the little thing and putting the movie back in the slot. And they they have stuff that for whatever reason isn't on Netflix or Hulu. Sometimes,
4: you know, a long time ago, I heard uh, who was it say that uh, about gambling. If I lose a hundred bucks, I hate that way more than I like winning a hundred bucks. That's why I don't gamble. Well, with I would feel that way with movies now. Judy and I will watch a movie semi regularly, and if I don't like it, if I don't really like it, I think I could have done so many things with that two hours. I just watched that. Ugh! So it makes me not want to watch movies.
3: That's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I never get the movies back on time to Redbox is the problem, so I end up paying fifteen dollars for Ninjago for Ninjago Batman Two or whatever the hell it is. We all watch almost. Can you say entirely-
4: Ninjago on the air? Isn't that a? That's <laughs> we, a slur against we people. We watch a um, lot of Ninjago stuff. Oh, oh, he said it again. I'd like to apologize for and joggings
3: everywhere. So we're looking at the beautiful hall there in Helsinki, Finland, um, Marshall's home country. Uh, they're calling the summit the big stinky in Helsinki, Jack. <laughs> and they got the uh, the two uh, two little podium yeah. lectern things there that uh, Trump and Putin are going to walk up to. They each got glasses of water.
4: If they're both still alive.
3: And they're going to start answering questions, and when they do, we'll bring it to you, and we'll probably stick with it, because it's almost guaranteed to
6: be pretty... Pretty good. Oh yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, as you just mentioned, the Trump-Putin joint news conference coming up at any moment. Now, if it hasn't started by then, we'll get into Russia plotting a Trump tweet about meddling. And Walmart has come up with a new surveillance tool to eavesdrop on employees.
3: Awesome. Keep them in line. (laughs) They're bugging their vests. Is that what they're doing? Put a little bug in the collar of your (laughs) vest. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: So
3: So Putin and Trump met for two hours and were waiting for their press conference in which they come out and ask questions. Uh... I believe you said your take was you don't think a lot will just happen, period. I mean, this won't change things much.
4: Uh, I would be shocked if it it did. I mean, there's a chance they'll announce that something's going to change, but that doesn't mean it will. I wish Trump would have called it off.
3: I think that would have been the best attention-grabbing statement. Come out and said, in light of these indictments and knowing the Russian government was involved at the highest levels, I am not going to meet until we can come up with a way to end this or something.
4: Yeah. I wouldn't have minded that. Um, well, if he comes out with a really, really strong statement here, like embarrassingly strong, like, ooh, this is uncomfortable, I'll love that. I'm not sure I'm expecting it, but I'd love it.
3: How about if he goes so far that it seems like military conflict is a possibility? Then he's going to get criticized by the left for going too far. Oh,
4: of course, yeah.
3: Yeah, sure. It's a pretty narrow window oh, yeah, you there got. There can't
4: possibly be fair coverage of this in the mainstream media. Won't happen. News now with Marcia Phillips.
6: Well, that one-on-one meeting between uh, President Trump and uh, Vladimir Putin in Finland is over. Trump telling reporters after he came out of the meeting. I think it's
5: a good start. Very very good start for everybody. There you go. Good start. You know, he sounded a little uh a
3: little down by Trump
4: standards. Don't Jet you lag. think? Jet lag. Think that's it. Fin time. He's yep. been
3: over, hasn't he been over there for
4: days? I don't know. It takes a while to adjust. He's an old man. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, he said a lot of weird, weird things going into the meeting that I I don't get what he's trying to do. I don't get him at all. Well, you know, they asked him about the the hacking and the rest of it, and he immediately went to uh, assigning blame. It was... But it was under Obama's watch. It was Obama's fault and the the investigation's a witch hunt and the rest of it. It's like, wait a minute, what what about let's focus on Russia? What's Russia doing? What are we gonna do about it? All that stuff I found very strange and not great. On the other hand, he said, listen, I don't have any expectations. I go in with very low expectations, he said. Right. Gonna meet with them, getting along with Russia is a good thing, I'm quoting now, but it's possible we won't. It sure would. But then have, he goes to the whole witch hunt thing.
3: Yeah, it sure would have been nice that a president of the United States, when that news came out on Friday, would come out, whoever they are, and say, this is not something we will accept from anyone. Right. And he didn't say that.
6: He hasn't said that at all. He hasn't even hinted at it. Along the lines you were talking about, Joe, President Trump is now getting the backing of Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs on Twitter. While he was getting ready to meet with Putin today, Trump had tweeted out, Our relationship with Russia has never been worse thanks to many years of U.S. foolishness and stupidity and now the rigged witch hunt. That was followed by a reply, a reply rather, from the ministry that simply stated, We agree. Yeah, nice. So listen, in conventional
4: diplomat speak, what he said was inexcusable. It was betraying his own country. To blame our Problems with Russia on American stupidity. We didn't invade Crimea. We didn't have a proxy war in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Um, that's an insane thing to say. But I, I get Trump. He's going into the meeting. He's trying to get them to lower their defenses oh yeah i tell you what i'm coming in hat in hand sorry things have been so bad let's restart here's a reset button etc etc i get that as a negotiating ploy right and it's a ploy trump's trying to play him he went too far though you can't say stuff like that
3: does he have the guts to threaten putin to his face
6: you got to be able to back it up if you're going to threaten some. you're going to be willing to do it we'll see Meanwhile, on ABC's This Week, the White House National Security Advisor John Bolton brushed aside demands on Capitol Hill and elsewhere that President Trump insist during this meeting with Putin that the 12 intelligence officers indicted for hacking Democratic Party servers be extradited to the United States. Bolton saying there's no extradition treaty between the U.S. and Russia. The president to demand something that isn't going to happen uh, puts the president in a weak position. And I think the president has made it very clear he intends to approach this
4: discussion from a position of strength.
3: I get what he means. Oh, by the way, yeah. and I, I just said, uh, does Trump have the guts to, but th- that's probably not fair in that his his plan might be, and I think this is the way he works more than that, is he's not going to threaten, he might do these things, mm-hmm. but he's not going to threaten them, That's kind of seems the way be the way he's working. Right. He said all these nice things about Putin, but we gave Ukraine armament that they've been wanting for a long time that Obama wouldn't give them, right. these anti-tank guns right. that we gave to them, so he's saying nice things about uh, Putin, but doing some pretty hard-ass things behind the scenes. So. R- right? Don't let
4: them know you're an adversary until it's absolutely necessary. I get that. He might think part it, of his strategy. He
3: might right? think it's awesome if Putin walks out of there thinking I'm a putz and easily rolled. That's fine. That, that'd
6: be all right with me. Yep. Yep. I get that. A couple that was hiking in Big Sur managed to find a woman who had been missing for a week. Twenty-three-year-old twenty-three-year-old uh, Angela Hernandez says she swerved to avoid a rabbit, lost control, and over the cliff she went. Ugh. Chad and Chelsea Moore say they spotted her jeep at the bottom of the cliff while looking for a place to fish. Hernandez was airlifted to a hospital. She reportedly used a radiator hose from her vehicle to siphon water from a nearby stream. Clever girl. She is going to live. That's Lookster News. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
3: Don't swerve to avoid little animals, no, just break. No, you got to put that in your mind over just and over break. again so you don't, or run them over. Right, just run over a damned rabbit. Better better you than him, or him than Flat you. rabbit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trump and Putin live, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
6: Armstrong and Getty.
4: The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty
3: Show. So we're awaiting the Putin-Trump press conference in which they'll take questions after their two-hour meeting. We'll go to that live as soon as it happens. I thought this was damned interesting from the Washington Post yesterday. With Trump and the White House candidates who sound like him hit the campaign trail. You knew that was going to happen. I remember talking about it at the time. In last week's debate between, because if people who looked at Trump and they thought, you know,
4: that's what I'm going to do running for office. Yeah,
3: well, you're not Donald Trump.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's easier than it's harder than it looks. Rather,
3: in last week's <clears> debate <throat> between Georgia's Republican candidates for governor, policy was quickly abandoned as Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle and Secretary of State Brian Kemp lit into on one another with a familiar, familiar slate of accusations. Kemp called Cagle a liar at least a dozen times during the debate. <laughs> There we go. So much for times, that uh, prohibition. Twelve times of saying you're a liar. Wow. What kind of a debate is that? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm loving this. Cagle <laughs> accused Call Kemp him of...
4: a liar again. He's a liar. Yay!
3: Cagle <laughs> then accused Kemp of conspiring with another Republican to release a recording that was an out-of-context private conversation. Uh, Kemp accused Kegel of spreading fake news to Georgians, et cetera, et cetera. Wow! In races across the country, Republicans and Democrats also are branding their opponents with unflattering nicknames. (laughs) Oh, yes! Popular thing for Republicans and Democrats. You come up with a cool nickname for your opponent. Tweeting in all caps. Refusing to apologize for things that politicians once apologized for. For being proudly politically incorrect. Circulating false information. Calling their hometown newspapers fake news. All across the country, people are doing that. And releasing damaging information about their opponents and generating controversy to get headlines. This is just what people are doing. Uh, Republican candidate for California state legislature, maybe you know Antonio Sabato Jr., who spoke at the twenty sixteen Republican National Convention. He's now running for Congress in in SoCal. Uh, called Maxine Waters to uh, ask for him to be locked up at a conference at a uh, rally the other day. Lock her up. Oh, with the whole lock for up. her Maxine to be locked up. up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, and that she's a hustler of hate. Gave her a nickname in Indiana. Trump endorsed Senate candidate Mike Braun, cast his primary opponent as Todd the Fraud and Luke the Liberal. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Todd the Fraud's all right. <laughs> Luke the Liberal's a little weak. No, you got to go liberal Luke on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree.
3: And uh, this, a number of analysts, and analysts say they're all way too heavy-handed, and they don't do it. I mean, Trump is was heavy-handed, but yeah, and um, it's so
4: just so transparent. I don't know. Maybe the audience likes it. Uh, I don't. You know. got to. You got to take it case by case. I could easily see the talking heads of the mainstream media saying, "Oh, it's terrible. Heavy handed." Blah blah blah.
3: But if people are digging it, I don't know. If my candidate it's winning hearts and minds, if my candidate's tweeting in all caps and yelling fake news and lock her up and giving nicknames, I don't know. Am I entertained? <laughs> Is that what you want? That's my question. So, uh Trump and Putin getting ready to come out. What do you suppose they're doing as they wait for their press conference? I assume that uh Putin is hooked up to an IV with a sixteen year old boy to get fresh young blood. <laughs>
4: probably I tell you what, if that has any benefit or Putin thinks it does, he's doing it.
3: You're right. <laughs> you know, you're that's probably one hundred percent not being funny true. Yes. If there is a benefit,
4: he's probably doing it. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Vigorous and youthful. That's his whole th- how old a guy is he? He's mid sixties, right? Putin still uh, still so scored
3: six goals the other day in a hockey match against wow. some of the best players in Russia. I know it's surprising for a man of his
4: age. He's 65. There you go. So uh, I, I, I would think in normal circumstances that the leaders would be huddling with their peeps to agree on what they're going to say and what they're not going to say at the press conference. Uh, Putin's probably rounding up the uh, wives and children and husbands of the journalists. <laughs> Just in case. it's <laughs> not a joke. I know. Um, I know. But uh, I'd imagine he could God. have done that in advance. This is all so weird. Yeah, I, I just, I'm mystified by this whole thing, in case you're just tuning in. Uh, Trump and Putin have met for hours, uh, one-on-one. Um, So I'm not sure what the need was for this. And for
3: all we know, 60 seconds, 60 seconds of it was spent on election interfering. We don't know.
4: Yeah, well, and Trump has spent his entire career trying to forge good personal relationships, then you do business. He just comes from that school. It's almost like the Japanese school, where you don't talk about business for the first couple hours. You just establish a rapport. Um, so I, I get that. If that's the way he wants to do business, fine. I'm not going to be like the New York Times and say he's an idiot and a fool, and, and he doesn't know what he's doing. That's the way he likes to do business. But what are they talking about? What There's no agenda There are no goals announced. There's no agreement to be announced. They're just getting together and shooting the ass. And if that's the case, fine. What's the point of a press conference? I heard
3: Henry Kissinger, one of the most famous diplomats of our times, on Charlie Rose one time. Man, I missed that show. uh, Explaining why diplomacy is so hard when the media is involved like this. He said, imagine uh, the courtship between a boy and a girl, a man and a woman, if you had the press the way they do in diplomacy. You've got these sensitive issues, but you've got the press yelling at each of you. What if he says he likes you? What What is your response going to be? Do you plan to say you love him? Right. I mean, you, you know, and you have to answer all these questions or or the other side. Have you hears, had
4: sex? When are you willing to have sex? Why haven't you? Right. Do you not love him? You say you love him. You haven't had sex. Why? Critics say you don't love him because you haven't had sex
3: with him right. yet. Exactly. Yeah, And it just makes it very difficult to have a relationship.
4: I have in the past, controversially enough, uh, advocated for or defended smoke-filled rooms in some contexts. Sometimes you have to hash out all the negotiating steps before, and and, and they're all controversial, to get where you're eventually going. Sometimes you trot out stuff you don't even want, so then you can take it off the table later, Later. And if you got the press involved at every uh, juncture, they'll say, "Why in the world are you asking for?" I don't know. Pick your, uh, you know, free uh, artisan teas every morning, Joe. You don't even drink tea. Well, yeah, okay, thanks. Now you just have to my strategy. You know, don't wor- don't worry about it. So I get it.
3: Well, yep. What are they doing? I don't know. We're looking at the uh, the hall. All the news people are sitting there, quiet. They're ready to go. Just
5: need the big dogs. Need Putin and Trump. Putin's daily wrestling match with a bear has gone into <laughs> overtime. <Yeah. so. laughs> the bear showing surprising resilience. He's almost
4: been pinned twice. That's, <laughs>
3: that's right. Putin is stripped to the waist back behind the stage. That's right. Wrestling
4: a bear. Yeah. That's the way he
3: likes to warm up.
4: Got really? the bear in a headlock. Some people spend a little time on the elliptical, maybe jog in the morning. Putin wrestles a grizzly. Trump's got a bucket of chicken and he's watching the view. <laughs> tweeting angrily about it um <laughs> why weren't the foreign ministers slash secretary of state involved in the meeting do you suppose what's why it, was it, it
5: one-on-one yeah what's, i don't know what's the point of that those podiums look like the same height to you
4: uh yeah yeah okay. they don't to you
5: i don't know trump's I'm,
3: a much taller man now is putin going to stand on something
4: is that a little stool to the right is that uh, what putin's going to stand on oh uh, wait uh, there's been a change earlier there was a
3: little round table on each side with a couple glasses of water. The little table has been taken
5: away
4: ah, from one Putin of them. Putin is going to signal, I don't need water. I do not drink water. Water is for the weak. I drink the sweat of my opponents. Dr- being thirsty is, means you're weak. I drink the
3: tears of those I have defeated. Or Trump said, get that out of here. Like, remember the other get day? Get out of here! Remember the other day? <laughs> he was the only one at the table without the orange juice? All right. <laughs> he might be unwilling to drink. Um, a liquid in another country. Oh, he's a, f- a famed germaphobe. Yeah, and you know, oh. you drink liquids in other countries, you can get sick that way. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So maybe he said, "No, get that water out of there. I'm not going to drink that." I want to. I want to see who's going to sit, stand, where. Who ordered the? Because somebody ordered the table taken away right? with the glasses of water on it. Was table it Trump gate. or Putin? Tablegate. That is really interesting. Yeah. Well, mildly interesting. But somebody somebody, yeah. but somebody made the call. You spent a lot of time at
4: Ikea. It's really interesting. <laughs> but somebody made the call. No, no, no. Get that table out of there. Yeah. He hates that. Right. He hates little tables. <laughs> Look got small. Oh, my God. Get that out of there before he sees it. <laughs> You'd think the, the, think the Helsinkians, with their long history of holding summits, would know better than that. Producer Hanson, you've been listening
3: to the cues coming down the wire. What do you think we should do? Should we take a break or stay here? Go on the. We should take a break. Okay, we'll take a break because you never know how long these two.
5: That is quite the chandelier they have.
3: Putin might say, "I'm not ready yet. Bring me another bear to wrestle." <laughs> <laughs> and Trump's not quite oh. done with his bucket of chicken. Can we take a break or what? The music
4: disappeared all of a sudden. At our regular time is what I was told. Oh, oh okay. okay. In a minute okay. or two. Okay, we'll stand by. So back to that little table. That's crazy. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs>
3: Hey, oh boy. my God! I'm telling you, I think it was meeting was a bad idea, but I don't know what I'm talking about.
4: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything happening on North Korea lately? Um. Hey, we 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 mentioned
3: this off the air. We'll mention to you on the air, Hanson. Maybe we should talk to Mike Lyons today if we can. I would like to know in what ways can we threaten Russia? Because we have to have a threat to be able to pull off any of this. Trump has to be able to say to him, "Stop messing with us," or blank. If you didn't hear it on Friday, the DNI for Trump, the Director of National Intelligence, who has all the information from all the agencies, said, We're currently under attack by Russia. All our election systems are currently under attack with cyber warfare. Right now. Right now. He said the light is blinking red like before 9-11. So this is a wartime peace negotiation? I don't know what it is. But you got to be able to threaten
4: something. A time war negotiation. There you what? go. <laughs> uh, also, when this is over, we'll talk about the fact that Trey Gowdy now now says those public hearings, like the one last week, are freak shows, and I he doesn't that. like
3: them. I saw that. Yeah. He said they're circuses. And yeah. it
4: was. Yes,
3: it was. Overruled? <laughs> no, I'm, you can't overrule me. Yes, he can. No, he, no he, what are we, making up rules? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.